Joshua chapter number 20. That was good singing, Matt. What a blessing. Verse number one, the Bible says, The Lord also spake unto Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint out for you cities of refuge, whereof I spake unto you by the hand of Moses, that the slayer that killeth any person unawares or unwittingly may flee thither, and they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he that doth flee unto one of those cities shall stand at the entering of the gate of the city and shall declare his cause in the ears of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city unto them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. And if the avenger of blood pursue after him, then they shall not deliver the slayer up unto his hand because he smote his neighbor unwittingly and hated him not before time. He shall dwell in that city until he stand before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the high priest that shall be in those days then shall the slayer return and come unto his own city and unto his own house and unto the city from whence he fled and they appointed Kadesh in Galilee and Mount Nephtali and Shechem in Mount Ephraim and Kirjath Arba which is Hebron in the mountain of Judah and on the other side of Jordan, by Jericho eastward, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness upon the plain out of the tribe of Reuben, and Ramoth in Gilead out of the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan out of the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them, that whosoever killeth any person at unawares might flee thither and not die by the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to stand and open up the word of God. And I pray that you would help us to deliver your words to your people with clarity. And Lord, I pray if someone's here tonight that doesn't know you as Savior, that tonight would be the night they begin that relationship with you. And Lord, we ask for your calming hand right now and we ask for your your help tonight we thank you for the goodness of God that we've already experienced in this place tonight and we ask it in Jesus name all these things amen and amen now if you haven't noticed we're going to be talking about the cities of refuge tonight the cities of refuge and I've titled this a place of safety the cities of refuge a place of safety. The children of Israel, they've succeeded in their task of claiming and subduing the land of Canaan as we have seen through these passages of Scripture that we've been studying. The tribes have received their inheritance and for the most part, the conquest of the land is complete. Still, there's a lot of work to be done by Joshua and Israel. In this passage, we find them carrying out a command that was first given to Moses in the book of Numbers, chapter number 35, in verses 1 through 34. They were to appoint six cities that were to be known as the cities of refuge. These cities were to be made available to anybody who had killed another person by accident. The person involved in such an accident could flee to any of these cities and find help 
and safety. It is these cities of refuge that I want to consider for just a little while tonight. Um, with much help, if I've studied from uh, Adrian Rogers and several others, I, I appreciate the commentary that we've received as we've studied. But these cities paint for us a clear picture of salvation. And I believe as we look at these cities tonight that we can rejoice in Jesus Christ. And as we look at these cities, we can see how Jesus Christ, or these cities rather, is much like Jesus Christ. I want to share several facts about these cities, and we're going to call this message a place of safety. Whether you're saved or lost today, you'll see that the, these places of safety is very much like Jesus. Those who flee to Him for salvation are saved from the wrath of God. I'm thankful that I am saved in Jesus Christ from the wrath of God and the penalty of sin. Let's examine these facts together tonight. Number one, the purpose of these safe places. We'll see that in verse number one through three, that if anybody was to accidentally kill someone, we see that these places were a place of refuge. It was a place where they could go and they could escape what's called the avenger of blood. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. When the Lord gave Israel His law, every crime against society was to be dealt with and it was to be dealt with swiftly and in accordance to the nature of whatever offense that was. For instance, if a person stole something, they were to make restitution. We see that in Exodus 22. The punishments were always designed to fit the crime. That's why the Bible says, an eye for an eye. And a tooth for a tooth, a foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. If the crime in question happened to take the life of another human being, the nearest kinsman of that slain person had the right to avenge the death of his fallen relative. When a man had accidentally taken the life of another, he could flee the Bible says, to one of these cities of refuge. And there, if it was determined that the death had indeed been an accident, he could find safety from the avenger of blood. So these cities were established as a refuge. These, as we look at these cities, they were to serve as a reminder. For our sakes, these cities serve to point out there are several different things about salvation that we enjoy in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as these cities were a place where a man could flee in a time of desperate need, so Jesus is the one who is our safety today, and we should and must run to Him. We're, hey, the Bible, the Bible teaches that, that we have a problem. We're born sinners, you see. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says in Romans 5.12, By one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men. It isn't our fault that we're sinners. We're born that way. Our old sinful nature we inherited from our father Adam, as Romans 5.12 says. Even though it isn't our fault we're born this way, it is our fault we stay that way. We're, that tells me that we are guilty by birth and we're guilty by practice. That makes us in deep trouble. We're in deep trouble just like there was a death sentence on those who took the life of another. There was also a death sentence on every person born into the human race. 
We are all being pursued by the avenger of blood. We are all being pursued by death. The Bible says for the wages, the payment of sin is death. That's what the Bible says. It's not Jason making that up. It's not just religion making that up. We are sinners with a death sentence. After death, without Christ, there's nothing to look forward to except hell and its misery. We don't hear a lot about that anymore in this nation, but it's still true nonetheless because that's what the Bible teaches. We need a refuge We need a safe place where we can run to and find safety for our souls. Thank God there's a place where the sinner can run to. There's a place where the sinner can flee and find help and find hope. There's a place where we can find a new life and a new start. A place where the avenger of blood can't touch us ever. Amen. And that's in Jesus Christ our Savior. That place is a man, the man Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that tonight. Not only do we see the purpose of these safe places, but number two, we see the provision of these safe places. As we see in verse number one, the Bible said, The Lord also spake unto Joshua, saying, These safe places were provided by God. This was a notion that was birthed in the heart and mind of God. He wanted to teach his people that murderers had to pay for their crimes, hence the avenger of blood. Yet, he also wanted to teach his people that there was a place of mercy for those who were only guilty of an accident. Therefore, God gave them the cities of refuge. May I remind you that Jesus Christ is also a gift. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. The Christian idea of eternal salvation through the shed blood of Jesus Christ did not originate. It did not start in man's heart. This thing is all God's idea, and thank the Lord for that. From start to finish, this thing we're involved in today is the work of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God. I'll finish that verse I started quoting a while ago. Not of works, lest any man should boast. All the other religions, the way to heaven, the way to salvation is through works. How can I get there? What must I do? But no, it's all of God and all of grace. And His perfect gift and the perfect merciful provision that He gave us in His Son, Jesus Christ. God does it in such a way that man is left out of the picture. All man does is just trust Jesus as the Savior by faith. And even that faith is given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. These cities were provided by God. They were provided by grace. God could have allowed the manslayer to die like any other person who had taken a life. However, in His grace, He made a way that they might find refuge and find help. By the same token, God could have allowed all sinners to go to hell. After all, we're all guilty in His sight. We're born that way. We come forth from the womb speaking lies, the Bible says. It's what the Scripture says that we do. We're sinners by nature and sinners by practice. We deserve nothing but damnation and the fires of hell. But I praise the precious name of God tonight that God sent His Son to take our sins upon Himself on the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes 
we are healed. That's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank God that Jesus paid the price so that sinners like you and me might live through him. The Bible says, but God sent not his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whatever anybody may tell you about getting to heaven, the word of God tells us that it will never happen unless it's through the grace of God. It's all of God start to finish. He initiates the process in John chapter 6 verse 44. No man can come to the Father except the Father which sent me draw him. He provides the means. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse number 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. He initiates the process. He provides the means. He saves those who believe because Romans 10, 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you know what? The best thing of all, once he does that, he keeps us saved. John 10, 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You and I are capable of doing None of these things ourselves because if we were left alone to get ourselves to heaven, we'd all wind up in hell. It's all of God and all of grace. The purpose of these safe places, the provision of these safe places, the power of these safe places. We see that in verses 4 through 6 and verse number 9. They had the power to save The city of refuge allowed a man to live who would have otherwise surely died. You'll find that in, I believe it's 2 Samuel chapter number 33. Abner had accidentally killed a man. A man ran into his spear and Joab chased him down. And Abner was standing there for whatever reason. Abner had ran to a city of refuge. And for whatever reason, Abner standing on the outside right at the gate. And Joab comes upon him and kills him. And David found out about it and David said, what a fool to die in this manner because all he had to do was step on the inside. You know, there's a lot of fools today in this world who's so close. They go to a Baptist church, they go to a Methodist church, they go to a a whatever church and they hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ being preached but yet they've never trusted Jesus Christ. They're so close, they're standing right there at the door to heaven which is Jesus Christ yet they die lost without him. These cities had the power to save. They have the power to secure. Notice that as long as the person stayed within the city, the Bible says here he's safe. He could live there until the day of judgment for as long as the high priest lived. And when the high priest died, he could return home without fear. They had the power to save. They had the power to secure. They had the po- their power was sufficient. The cities of refuge would work for all those who fled to them. They were sufficient for the need. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is sufficient for every need. I am glad that I can remind you this day, this evening, regardless of whatever it is that you're carrying around in your heart, in your mind, whatever it is that's burdening you down on your mental shoulders, Jesus Christ is sufficient for every need that you have in your life. 
regardless of the depths of your sin, regardless of the hardness of your heart, regardless of anything that you wish to name that you feel might keep you from coming to Him. You say, well, well, well Brother Jason, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I've done this, I've been there. I've, you just don't know. I don't know, but God does and Jesus does. He knows exactly where you are. He knows where you've been. And He knows that He can give you a, a, a better future and a home in heaven with Him for eternity. My friend, if you just trust Him, Because he's all sufficient. Not only do we see the purpose of these safe places, the provision of these safe places, the power of these safe places, but the position of these safe places. In verses 7 through 9, it tells us where these cities were. I want you to notice with me their availability. If you're writing this down, God provided six cities of refuge. And we're going to really buckle down and look closely at them. So i got to preach fast. You're going to have to listen fast. There were three on the east side of the Jordan River and three on the west side of the Jordan River. They were placed so that they were available to everybody no matter where they were or who they were. Whether they were the manslayer, was a son, or a stranger, there was a city of refuge that was open for him. What a picture this is. Just as those cities were available to all, so Jesus Christ is available to all as well. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to All men. The plan of salvation makes only one requirement upon an individual. The person who would be saved must be a sinner. For all have sinned. And if you're a sinner and you know it, if you're willing to admit that to God, if you can know and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, shed his precious blood to pay for your sins and rose again from the dead on the third day, then you can be saved. There is no discrimination with my Jesus. None at all. So their availability was to anyone. Their accessibility, just as these cities were spaced all over the country and were available to everybody, they were also accessible to everybody. There are several reasons I say that. They were prominent. Most of these cities were built on top of hills. Most of the cities were built on limestone. So when the sun hit them, they gleamed and they they shone. And even in the night, under the moonlight, they would be visible. They were easily seen from many miles away. They were prepared. There were certain preparations that were made all around the cities. They, They were... The roads were never clogged. The priest had to make sure that the roads leading to these cities were clear from obstructions and always open to the traveler. The gates were never closed. The gates were always open no matter what the time of day. No matter if it was at night, the gates were always open and never closed. The direction was never confused. There were signposts with the Hebrew word miklot written on them that had been set up to point the way to the city of refuge. That word refuge, there was no need for anyone to misunderstand the way to get there. What a picture. When I look at these things, what a picture I see that this paints for us that salvation can be found in Jesus Christ. He prepared the way. It has been made straight. There there is no obstructions to getting to Jesus. I'm glad that, that there's no confusion about Jesus. I believe that He is the Son of God. And like a city set on top of a hill, he can be seen by the weary traveler. The road leading to him is always clear. He's always available. Christ is never closed. Let me give you number five and I'm done. 
the picture in these safe places. I've already alluded to it and talked about it and just magnified him and exalted him already tonight, but I want to do it a little bit more. Last time I preached in Joshua, I had to preach on sin. Church must have found out I was preaching again tonight. I'm just kidding. But I'm thankful I get to preach about Jesus tonight. Feels a whole lot better. The picture in these places, Christ is our safety. I'm so thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't always live for Him. I even told my wife tonight, I said, I don't even like myself. But I'm going to go in there and preach the word. I don't like who I am. But I'm thankful that when God the Father sees me, he don't see me as I am. He sees Jesus. Because I've been covered by his precious blood. And I'm hid in him. See, when that avenger of blood comes by, he can't see in that city. Because that city represents Jesus Christ. All he can see is a refuge. Hey, when, when, the, when the avenger of blood comes by looking for me, he can't see me. He just sees Jesus. Well, we're going to look at Kadesh. i got to hurry. Verse number 7, we see the word Kadesh. You know what that word means? The word means holiness. It speaks of Christ, our dear, sinless, holy Savior. And so when you think of Kadesh, think of a holy place because that's who Jesus is. The Bible says of our dear Savior that He's holy and undefiled. He's clean and He's pure. And that's the reason that He can save. He is like a lamb without spot and without blemish. You know you can't get dirty clothes clean if you wash them in dirty water. There's no other sinner that can be our Savior. We need a holy person. We need the only one that can save and that is Jesus Christ. The Bible said in Zechariah 13, In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. I'm thankful for my fountain where I can get a fresh, cool drink, and that is Jesus Christ. He told that Samaritan woman, he said, I am the living water. He said, I'm come that you might not thirst anymore. That's my Jesus The Bible says in Hebrews 12 and verse 14, Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. He's holy. If you're not holy, you're going to hell. And your only hope of holiness is in Jesus Christ and for you to be hid in Him. The very first place that we're talking about speaks of Christ our Savior, a holy place. Jesus Christ, our Savior. The next city we see in our text is Shechem. Now what's this mean? It means shoulder or strength. Now not only is Christ a holy place, but He is a helpful place. Because the Bible says of our Savior, and the government shall be upon His shoulder. What about that other shoulder? As for us, amen. As for us to lean on. That's for us to rest on. That's for us to depend on. 
Remember there the parable of the lost sheep when the good shepherd went out and found that sheep? What did he do? The Bible says he took him up and laid him upon his shoulders and brought him back home safely. And that's the way I'm going to heaven upon the shoulders of my Lord Jesus Christ. There was a sheep with six legs. Four of his own and two of the Savior going on the back to the sheepfold because he is the one who carries our burdens. He carries us. Christ is a helpful place. I need him for my strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when you come to him for refuge, he'll give you strength because not only is he Christ our Savior, the holy place, but he's Christ our strength, the helpful place. Notice Hebron. Christ is a harmonious place. Do you know what that name Hebron means? It means fellowship. He is Christ, our strength, Christ our Savior, but He's Christ our friend, our satisfaction. The Bible says if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. You see, Christ is a harmonious place where once we were We were enemies, we were rogue, but now there is harmony. Now there is peace. We are as one with Him. we, We have peace that has been made through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of His cross. We have harmony. He's put that harmony in our souls and we are at one with our Lord because He's a holy place, He's a helpful place, and He's a harmonious place. Not only do we see Hebron, but we see Bezer. Christ is a hiding place. Look at this one. That Bezer means stronghold. It means fortification. And that speaks of Christ, our safety. You you remember the righteous run in and they're safe, the Bible says. I'm glad that I can run to Jesus, run to Him, and find hiding in Him. The old song says, Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. When the hounds, when the hounds of hell are on your back, chasing you down, sin's justice baying at our heels, and we need to find a place to hide, we can run to the Lord Jesus Christ. I trust you're in Him. I trust that that's where you are. We are absolutely secure from judgment because we are hidden in the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice with me, Ramoth. Ramoth, Christ, the highest place. The name of the next city here is Ramoth. High and lift it up. It means exalted. I'm reminded that our, our Lord and Savior has been given a name that's above every name. The Bible teaches that when we get saved, we come to Jesus. We're seated with Him in heavenly places. Our Lord is exalted. The Bible says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted Him. And given him a name which is above every name. Jesus, he's the holy place, the helpful place, the harmonious place, the hiding place. And he is the highest place. He's above the snake line. 
you ever been up the, up north and get into them, some of them tall mountains, that they, they call it there's a snake line where the snakes don't go. That's my Jesus because he's defeated the serpent. Amen. I'm glad I'm living above the snake line as J. Harold Smith used to preach about living above the snake line in my Lord Jesus Christ, seated together with him in heavenly places. Lastly, and I'm done. You can come, brother, if you will. We see Golan. Christ is a happy place. You see, this word Golan means separated. And when we come to the Lord Jesus, not only do we leave the things of the world, the Bible says when we become in Christ, He says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are separated from the world and from its system. Now we're separated unto Christ. The word here for separation is an interesting word. It means separation that brings joy. So Jesus is a happy place because we've been separated from sin unto joy in Him. You say, well, I've been saved, but I don't have that joy. Why don't I have that joy? Well, maybe you're not separated from the system of the world. Maybe you're trying to hold on. You've got one hand trying to hold on to Jesus and one hand holding on to the world. It's time to let go with both hands and latch on and get in all the way. Show me a person who lets go of this world and its ways with both hands and takes hold of Jesus with both hands and I'll show you a person who has joy unspeakable and full of glory as Peter said. He's a holy place, a helpful place, a harmonious place, a hiding place. He's the highest place and he's a happy place. His name is Jesus. See, Jesus is our city of refuge. When the avenger of blood was chasing me down, I found Jesus, my city of refuge. Without these cities, a lot of innocent people would have died, but their existence guaranteed these cities, they guaranteed that they would continue to enjoy life. Well, maybe you're here tonight and you you might not see it today, but you need Jesus in your life. And without Him, you have no refuge from the wrath of God. You have no refuge from sin and death. One day you'll wind up lost forever. You may, you may not like that today that I say that, but it's the truth. It's the Word of God. It's still the fact. And in simplicity, you need to be saved today if you don't know Him as Savior and you don't have a relationship with Him. You can live without a lot of things in this world, but you can't make it to heaven. You'll never have a, a, a meaningful relationship outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today would be a good day to get in. Saved person... Christian, I believe most of you are, we should rejoice in who Jesus is. Pastor. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's stand to our feet. The altar's open if you need a place to pray. If you don't know the Lord tonight, come grab Coleman, grab one of these men. They love to take a Bible and tell you how you can know for sure that heaven's your home. Matt's going to sing tonight.